Today's guest is a mixed martial artist from Belgium. She's 12 and 3, and she's on a four-streak winning tear. She's a featherweight and has recently tried out for the Ultimate Fighter Show. She's Cindy Battlecat Dendois. Hey, hey, hey. This is Evolve WMMA, and I'm Shelly Devine, your host. Welcome, Cindy. Good, we're on. So you just got back from the gym. I'd like to welcome Cindy, did I say it right, Dandos? Dandois. Dandois. Oh, I'm going to learn a new French. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. And she's the battle cat. Yeah, that's me. Hi. <laughs> It's so so nice of you to be um, to to agree to come on at such short notice. This really actually helped me out a lot because um, I've been I've had an extremely busy week and I didn't have chance to um, reach out to anybody. And I asked Pam Sorensen. She goes, "Oh, you got to contact Cindy." And I was like, "Oh, great!" So uh, thank you for for coming on the show. So why don't you, um, if you give me a little bit about you and give our listeners a little bit about who Cindy is. Uh, I know you're a mom and um, you're a fighter. You're an MMA fighter. And you're, I looked at your record and I was like, holy crap, you, you've had some amazing fights. But anyways, give us a, a little bit about you. Uh, so I'm Cindy Dandois. Uh, I live in Belgium, in Europe. Uh, it's a very small country next to France. Um, I speak uh, Dutch, so excuse me if I mess up uh, in English. I try my absolutely best. Um, I'm a teacher, uh, a high school teacher. Uh, I teach uh, uh, French and English in the land of the Bly, one ice key. Um, <laughs> and I have uh, three children of myself and two fosters. And I live with my grandmother uh, in a small house in Durno, in Belgium. Wow. You are an amazing woman. You're a teacher and a mom and a fighter. That's like three full-time jobs. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I have to choose between sleeping and fighting, and I chose fighting. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do it? How do you juggle it all? I don't know. I really don't know. Sometimes I'm so exhausted, and I, and I just don't know. Wow, that's that's just amazing. I'm I'm thinking, how old are your kids? Um, I have my foster daughter is 17 years old. Yeah, and um, uh, I have a daughter of 11 years old too, uh, a son of uh, 10 and two uh, six-year-olds, uh, little ones. One foster and one of myself. Oh my goodness! Wow. And and do you um do they have an interest in martial arts at all? Oh, the old the old fight the old. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, they do. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. So it's in the family. Give me one second. I'm going to kick the hamsters. You know what the hamsters of my daughter are? They're making noise. <laughs> I hear them. They sound cute. I had hamsters when I was a little girl and they, when I, we were in elementary school and they had uh, babies when we were on vacation during the holidays. And oh, no. I don't want more babies from the hamsters. Please, no. They're noisy. But their names were Stretch and Steel. They were so funny and they were so cute. And we couldn't believe that they had babies while we had them, you know. But I guess they reproduce quite, you know, often, apparently. I didn't know that when we were little, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. That's not, it's not something good you're telling me now. <laughs> making me afraid because they're so noisy already now. Oh, oh. No. 
Are they a new pet for some of the kids? Yeah. Uh, actually, um, my kids go. It's it's like my kids go to a school where a lot of children are or Muslim or uh, Catholic Christians, and I'm just a normal Christian. So we don't do communion, but all the other kids do, or they have something else. Uh -huh. So my daughter was like, little like, oh, and I don't have anything. So I told her, like, you can choose something else, like no communion with something else. And she chose hamsters. Oh, my oh. word. That's so different. Wow. That's so great. <laughs> you're like, maybe we should have done something else here. Yeah. Here are the hamsters. Uh, <laughs> they call it impulsive. My daughter's impulsive. I'm impulsive. So I thought it was a great idea. Uh. Till they start making noise all the time. Oh my gosh, they sound cute though. They're little sexy things. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have any cats or anything or dogs too, do you? Five. Five cats, two dogs. Oh my gosh, do you live on a farm or something or what? No, a two, no we really, really very small. I just don't know, like all the, all the kicked out animals of other people end up with me. So. <laughs> oh, you take in yeah. all the orphans. Oh. Is that what you do? Do you take in orphans? Because I know people that take in orphans. Yeah, stop, stop even taking them. They just yeah. drop them. Like, yeah. And they feel bad for them and then they stay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a big heart then. And you yeah. must if you're a fighter because most fighters have big hearts to get them in the ring and to do it. They have a lot of heart in the cage. Um, so you're on a four streak winning tear. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah, um, I had a hard fight in the UFC yeah. after a hard weight cut, a crazy weight cut. And uh, after that, I decided I wouldn't go down anymore. And uh, it seemed that I did better 145 anyway. So, like, I sort of did 145, had the fight there, or higher, even higher. And um, I prefer to, like, fight my weight class better for me, perform better. Yeah. I'm did, did you, um, I mean, I know it was against, your fight was against Alexis Davis, the Stavard fight, and, and they said it was a very good fight. However, the, the UFC just kind of let you go after. It was a really good fight. And, and uh, is there any chance that they may be calling you back or anything in the future where they're looking for featherweight, you know, fighters? Have you heard anything? Uh, no, I tried out. I tried out. I tried out for top. Yeah, for sure. But I, we didn't have any news yet. We don't know anything. So uh, we're just a little bit in the dark here. So uh, yeah. Do they give you a timeline? Because it's been. Let's see. I talked to Pam two weeks ago. About two weeks ago, and she just got back. So you guys should be hearing something soon. I would think. I hope so. We don't know anything yet. Yeah. We really Yes, I, I they told us about three weeks, but uh, yeah. yeah it well, it's you're gonna probably hear this week. I bet something coming up this week or so. So, um, how did you do? And how did you think the competition was when you were there? And what are your thoughts about the whole um, tryout? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know how they're gonna pick the girls, uh, but we there were very good girls, and there were also girls who was like they fit better in one twenty-five. Um, but I guess it's like a combination of everything, like your record, your style, your, how you are on camera, how you can talk. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but, um, I'm excited. Like so many good girls showed up. Yeah. You have a very impressive record too. I, I, and you, and you used to actually train with, um, Misha Tate or one of her training partners. And, um, 
how was that training with Misha? What did you, what were your big takeaways and, and um, what did you learn with her and did you ever tap her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In training. <laughs> oh, she tapped me and I tapped her. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly I, I think Misha is of course a way, way better striker than I am. Uh, I think my judo is better than hers. So we have uh, both have our good and our like our good points. Um, all overall, I think uh, Misha is a more complete striker than I am anyway. And of course, she has the looks. And she's such a great, great person. Don't knock yourself. I was looking at pictures of you. You're amazing. Amazing looking. I'm like, oh my gosh. I got already three babies. I'm like already... You know. <laughs> yeah, you look great for three babies. Oh for three babies. Yeah. Oh wow. But you see the march, you know. No, you know, Misha is a great person, and I learned a lot of a lot from her, like mixing things up, and it's good to be able to grapple with somebody who is like a little bit better uh, than you, then you learn more. And I have, I, I, I'm a total different kind of grappler, so I, I'm sure she learned from me too. So, um, yeah, I love to work with Misha. She's a yeah. great person too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's done a lot for women's mixed martial arts. And I'd say so of you. And I noticed too, which I didn't know. And I just learned today was that you fought and beat Marlos Kunin. Yes. Wow. I'm like, that was, a, that was like, I, I looked at that. I was like, Oh my gosh, how did I miss that? But it was probably such a long time ago. And I really didn't, you know, we were watching so many different women at the time and, and just really didn't think too much about it. Cause we were all just like Marlos, but you beat her. What was that like? I mean, even now today, like, when you, you know, if people come up to you, do they ever say anything about that to you? Yeah, it's a strange story, actually. Like, I started martial arts because I became fat after getting babies, mm -hmm. like two of them. And I, I was, like, weighing maybe, like, a, a lot, like, 220 pounds or something. No. Yeah, after I got my baby. So I had to, like, lose the weight. So I got into MMA to lose weight because I was a big fatty. You know, and uh, after uh, 11 months of, uh, like, I know, after uh, my son was 11 months and I trained for four months, I went back to like 150 pounds about, and I had a fight with Marlou at 145 without ever wearing gloves in my life because I, w I want to fight amateur fights, but it's hard in Europe to find them. So they told me like, you can find Marlou because they needed an opponent, you know, for her just to like on a local car to like show off. Mm. And they were like, if you fight Marlouz, then uh, after that, you can go back to amateur. And I beat her. So I couldn't go back to amateur. Oh they my tricked God. me. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a crazy story. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So you also um, were supposed to fight uh, Chris Cyborg. Oh. And that yeah. one kind of fell off, and they gave the fight to somebody else. Were you pregnant at the time, or what happened? No, they gave me the fight at 140, and uh, I just signed. And then Chris didn't want to fight 140 anymore. She wanted to fight 145. And without asking me, they gave the fight. Because they didn't, I don't know why, they, they thought I wouldn't take it or something. They gave the fight to a girl, a Russian girl with a 9-1 record. And you, do you know who she has the one list? She had the one loss against me. Oh, they yeah. wanted to lose, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, they gave her to the girl is like the girl is a legit girl, the Russian one. She had like a nine and one record, but the one loss she had was against me. So I was like, oh, not fair at all. But you know, oh my goodness. 
That's crazy. I don't, you know, I was, I was looking at your, you know, your record and some of the things that had happened in, in your history. And I'm like, wow, this is really odd. You've had some great opportunities. And then, and then that, that one kind of fell off. And I just thought that was so strange that, that it didn't happen and why they changed and went to somebody else. But um, I've been asking for that fight for years and I will keep on asking. It's the only reason why I'm still fighting is that because that's, I have unfinished business there. I want to face Chris. I want to face the best in the division. I want to fight her for that title she has there. And that's my unfinished business, you know? Like, well, that's maybe why. you get in tough and, and that'll be, you that's, know. That's why. Yeah, that's the only why. So, I mean, you paid to come over to Vegas and, and uh, you know, for that short, what was it, a short weekend to come in and did you fly in by yourself or did you have a team with you or? No, no, I flew in with, uh, with my boyfriend uh -huh. and I stayed with Misha uh just right. to like try out and go back and it's hard for me because you know money is a big issue as a single mom yeah i'm not together with my boyfriend for a long time so i pay all everything by myself it's always taking big risks and uh luckily i had one sponsor of me helping me out and, and uh, with tickets a little bit but yeah it's always a risk because i miss days of of work anyway you know so yeah, yeah how does that interfere with you know your your your, your teaching job i mean oh, uh, my principal usually gives me offer like if it's a hard week or something like a day but i cannot i cannot disappear for weeks i cannot this year uh, so how you know if you're called up for tough how's that going to affect your 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 work it's summer holiday i'm i'm happy that's why i really want to be in because we i have two months of summer holiday and the the show is just like recording in my summer, summer holiday. yeah wow so much to think about. I mean, I, I, I got to hand it to it sounds every, everybody that I interview, most, most of you women that I interview is, you know, they're, they're working a full-time job. Some of them have children like you do. And, and then they're, they're doing a fight camp and I'm like, or a fight training, you know, the, the full, that, the full gig of that. And I'm like, I don't even know how you guys, you yeah, ladies, just, I, I really don't. It's amazing. It is. During, during fight camp, I wake up, 5.30 in the morning, I go for a run. I come back home, I prepare my kids for school. I send them to school. I go to my school. I work till 4.30 in the evening, p.m., 4.30 p.m. Then I get them from school. I feed, I, I make the homework with them. They eat. We go to the gym. I teach kids classes. I train myself. And then we get home. And then I have to prepare my classes for the next day. That's a long day. And that's every day. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 24 7. <laughs> you don't get any time off on the weekend. <laughs> no, no, the weekend is like cleaning yeah. the house and getting all other stuff done. So, yeah, I know. Eh, cleaning yeah. is like, you know, it's not very clean at my right, house. Right, right. Oh, my goodness. So, um, what are your, I mean, we know that you want to get on tough, um, but let's say, let's, you know, we, we, we got the tough thing going. I'm just going to say, I'm going to put out there. Universe is going to bring this girl into tough and she's going to get her wish and she's going to get into the cage at some point with Chris Cyborg. So how do you see, you know, that, that dream of yours um, unfolding within the next, you know, three years, or are you just micro focused on, on this, this uh, task in front of you right now? Yeah, that's my task. That's my goal. Nothing, nothing beyond that yet. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I, I learned through the years that I don't have to put too many girls, too, too many goals. Like, if I want to do this and that and that and that, already is my job. You know, like I'm focused. I, I've been telling for years I want to fight Chris. 
I'm not giving up my dream. Um, it's that or, or it's nothing, you know. I, I don't I don't have anything else to prove anymore. I've beat the best. Um, I fought the best. Mm -hmm. I, I lost. I came back. I lost again. I came back. I got babies in between. Um, the one thing is still on my list is Chris, you know. And uh, I think Tuff is the the perfect the perfect possibility to to get what I want. And uh, if I have to fight other girls on the way, I will. Like I love fighting. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's cyborg who I want to face. Yeah. That's been the dream, you know? Yeah. So you got some stiff competition on the way, too, I would say. Sure. I know um, Pam, Pam Sorensen, she's, you know, she's uh, definitely going to be, um, I think she'll be in there. And, and if you, you're in there, it's going to be a very excellent show, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> because you you're all shooting for the same thing. You all want that, like. You know, you all want Chris, a piece of Chris, which she's probably pretty excited about too, you know, because we're building. Yeah, because they have been telling her for years there is no girls who want to fight her. There are no 145ers. Uh, all, like, they've been telling bullshit to her. Like, yeah. Big bullshit, because okay. I'm there. Edian Gomez is there. Yeah. Um, Pam Sorensen is there. Yeah. Zara Fern is there. We are all pulling. Like, please, let's fight Chris. And what do they do? They give her bantam weights. Yeah, well, doesn't make any sense. No, not at like all. Like Leslie, Leslie Smith actually even was a flyweight before. Yeah, so come on, Dana White and the guys in the UFC. What the hell are you waiting for? Thank God they got a tough show coming up. They had like 30-some-odd women at that yeah. tryout. There were a lot of tryouts. Yeah. 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 At, the, at the end, there were so like still 20 left. And they, from those 20, you have to choose eight. So. Wow. Wow. And, and um, who will the coaches be? <laughs> We don't know. We don't know anything. Wow. I wonder who they'll be. I'm like, oh, that's kind of exciting. Hopefully yeah. they get somebody really cool. It'd be, it would be kind of, well, even though Gina Carano hasn't been in there for a while, but kind oh, of, that would be awesome. Like, yeah, have someone dance. like that come in, a little vengeance. Oh, <laughs> you, know, awesome. have, you know, something. That would really put a spin on the show, right? But she, she doesn't sure. have any involvement right now with them. That's the only sad thing. Or maybe, maybe it was Misha Tate or, I don't know. Somebody yeah, Misha just got the baby, so I don't think her yeah. priority is yeah, now. Yeah. But so, yeah, it would be interesting to see who they end up having, if it will be a female coach or even a male coach. Does it, does it matter to you? I don't care. I don't care at all. Um, just I'm very excited if I get in. I know my striking is my weakness. Mm. But, but the thing is, people have to understand that I have to pick my fights, you know? Like, if I have to, if I have to like, get better on a point, it's better to get better at one point and be perfect at it. Mm -hmm. than to like get better on every point a little bit and i have to like work full time and get my things done and if i have to choose between like if i have to grow then i prefer to be very good at one point or two points and then the other thing like find a way out of it but now if i have six weeks in the house not my children around not my job around to focus on the striking I think I can be a way more complete fighter. And that's something where I'm really looking forward to. That's awesome. That is like kind of like a Bruce Lee kind of concept, isn't it? It's like the uh, watch out for the uh, the martial artist that, that studies the same kick 10,000 times instead of yeah. the one that tries all the other, you know, things or whatever. Which I like think everybody knows I'm going to throw and still they get thrown. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. you know how many times I did that throw? Like mm -hmm. not 
thousand times, not two thousand times. Like I've been doing that row from when I was five year old till now. Wow. So you've been you've been involved in judo for um, for since you were a kid. Like yeah. When did you start? When you were a kid. Five. I was five oh, years old. Oh my goodness! So it's just in it's in you now. It's like it's yeah. Amazing. And I'm still doing it. Like wow. I'm still practicing. It's like in my blood. That's awesome. So when, um, say, uh, when you were watching, say, the UFC, when it really was bringing in women and you were watching Ronda Rousey, were you like, <laughs> yeah, finally they got the judo player in there, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah the thing is, like, I don't like Ronda really as a person uh -huh. because sometimes she can be a meanie. Yeah. But I do appreciate what she did for the sport. Yeah. And I really admire her work ethic. And I think she's a great fighter. And I, I really, it pains my heart to see how they're talking crap about her now yeah. because she did a lot for his sport and we cannot acknowledge that. We cannot yeah. look away from that. It's, she's been amazing for the sport. Yeah. And actually, you know, Misha is my best friend. Of course, I don't like her as a person when she flips her fingers to my best friend. But the competition between Misha and Ronda was something people want to see, you see? So that's how a lot of people got into martial arts for women. So that's good. Yeah, they like the little cat fight, you know, the little whatever that they were doing, you know. Um, I, I think, you know, that was probably an authentic grudge between the two of them. But I think it's possible that a lot of what Rhonda had said and done, like it was a lot of it was an act, too, I think, in some regards. But maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't know her personally. I know Misha was sometimes really upset about this. Really? I think they both were. I think they both were upset. Like, I think Misha was, and I think Rhonda was upset, too, when yeah. she'd go off on her what own. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, I, and it's, but they, they really, by putting themselves out there that way, they, they definitely struck a chord within, you know, like the, the culture you know, all, all people to get them to start watching and, and really driving women's MMA forward, which is like what we needed. We needed somebody to, we needed a story. We needed, we need two antagonists fighting, two goddesses fighting. You know? Yeah, true. You know? Because why does everybody don't want to see Conor McGregor? Because he gets like, creates own wars all the time. Yeah. And that was like a war. And, and if you were like team Rousey or team Tate, but at the end of the day, everybody was watching the fight. Yeah, you wanted to, who's winning? You had like, yeah. somebody to shoot for. It was a very exciting time. I, I mean, I, I, I loved watching it. I was a Ronda. Yeah, I was. I sided with Ronda. I mean, I, I watched Misha for a long time. I think she's a wonderful fighter, great fighter, talented, everything. But I was like such such a Ronda. <laughs> yeah, we all picked our sure. side. I understand. Like yeah. I, it's in my kids' classes with with Rousey t-shirts. And I'm like, oh, you cannot do that. We're a team take. <laughs> but like, I understand. I understand. She's a personality for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So um, what, are, what are some daily um, or personal daily routines or habits that, you, that con have contributed to your success? Because, I mean, you get a full plate and, you know, inquiring minds want to know, how do you keep the, the balls juggling? You know, what do you do that keeps you successful? I pray. You what? I, think, I pray. I think I pray. I talk to God. If I get tired, I talk to God. If I don't know anymore what to do, I talk to God. And sometimes I jiggle the ball and the ball goes right into my face, but I don't stop. Oh, I love you. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Um, 
so you you pray, you connect, you feel like um, you get a lot of good direction from from source or God or whatever people want to call it, you know, whatever their you know higher power is. You feel like you get direction and answers. Do you, do you ask questions? How how do you pray? If you don't mind me asking, I know that's a personal yeah. thing, but sometimes people need to hear this sort of stuff, especially for someone like yourself who mixes it up in the cage. You know? uh, first of all, I always tell before when I start that I'm thankful for everything what I get for my healthiness and for my children who are healthy and for all the good things in my life. Um, I, I ask to forgive me for the things I do wrong or when I hurt people, I say sometimes things on the wrong way. I don't mean them like that. And I hurt people, I, I ask forgiveness for that. And um, I just ask him for energy and for strength to put glory on his name because every time I succeed in something, I know God is like on my cho shoulder, you know, mm. no, nobody, I, 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 a lot of people talk crap about me, but I don't see anybody doing what I'm doing, you know? So at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm all mixing it up because I have some, somebody having my back and even I don't see this person or God, I don't see him, but I feel he's there having my back. Yeah. So yeah. uh, what are the things that people are saying that are, you know, talking crap about you, that you're not a fighter or you're not like any good or what do they say? They say I'm a soccer mom and I should stop fighting because I cannot throw a punch or things like that. And, and they're right. Actually, they're right. I am a soccer mom. I am. I'm proud of it. But like the way they say it is not very nice. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Being a mom and, you know, like it's, it's somehow a bad thing to be taking your kids to a game. What, what, what is wrong with that? Why, you know, like I don't even understand that kind of mentality and I'm sure you don't either. It's like, why would you even say that? It's so, um, uh, I don't know, degrading to, to women in general. <laughs> and also yeah. what I feel very, I feel very sorry for, like they call me a soccer mom, but the girls who I one off, they're so great and I'm like, that must feel very bad to lose from a soccer mom. Then. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like that. Oh, you punch like a girl. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, yeah, you know? yeah I am a soccer mom. What's wrong with that? You know, yeah. I was just this kind of silly. I was just watching um, years ago. It was Legally Blonde with uh, Reese Witherspoon. And she's I love that going, movie. I, I'm like, I love this movie because she's just like, and I got the pink, you know, um, resume or whatever, and, and it's scented. And I'm like, what is wrong with that for a woman to be so completely feminine and then turn around and kick ass? Yeah, I love that movie. I love it, love it. Yes. I mean, she kicked ass in the courtroom, but I'm like, you kick ass in the ring or the cage. Yeah. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Why can't we have those sides of our personality and appear strong and be strong and be, you know, valued for it instead of you know somebody diminishing you and it's women that do that am i right is it women that do that do you find that women are saying that yeah yeah i, I would never see a man pushing out a baby like he, they would die yeah if they had the flu they die like die yeah yeah oh i, I have a runny nose i'm dying i don't go to work for five days i'm like Ugh. <laughs> man up where are the balls? Yeah, right. Well, but even my son, like, to even today, like, I had these classes before I had to train myself. And uh, last time, my, my daughter beat him up. Like, I have, like, they are very close in age. 
Mm -hmm. So today he was like, I want revenge. And she tapped like, let him tap again. And then he was like, so upset with it again. I'm like crying. I'm like, just give it up, boy. Like, <laughs> suck it up, kid. <laughs> suck it up. Like, crying doesn't make it any better or train harder or just suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets more upset. Oh no. Well, he's sensitive. That's all. Which I think they lose, they might lose their sensitivity as they get older or something. I don't know what it is, but I find boys to be sensitive when they're younger and then they kind of grow out of it or something. And girls tend to maybe grow into it. I don't know. Do you think? I don't know. My, my daughter, like my, my 11 year old, she, she's no joke for him. <laughs> he cannot, yeah. He, he gets sipped all the time. Hmm. So, um, can you share a story in your martial arts journey where you may have experienced like a aha moment, like you just had an epiphany go off, like, Oh, I get it or something. Have, have, can you oh, share? Yeah. Yes. So some years ago, when the first time I had to come to the United States, my four, first drop to 135, what I did totally wrong, by the way, because on Friday I was only 137, way too small. Oh, wow. Um, I fought Tonya Evinger after a layoff of almost four years. Oh, wow. Very good idea. Like, I just take every fight. I never think. I'm like, oh, fine. We're going out there. And uh, I wasn't ready, man. Like, dang. That woman, like, was so strong. Of course, she had an IV and she, like, was back to, like, 155. And I was still very small. But the moment she was, like, putting her pressure on me and I got that first elbows, because elbows are in Europe not allowed. Oh, so I wasn't prepared for that. I got that first elbow that I still taste today. Oh. That was a good lesson. Dang, oh I got manhandled. She like really beat the shit out of me. She's vicious. I mean, she's oh, vicious. I wasn't prepared for that kind of viciousness. I know. I know. She's definitely vicious. She's a great fighter. I, you know, she's been in it for a long time like you have. And, and, uh, she's just, she's, she's matured in a way that, um, has been fun to watch over the year because she had her crazy times too. And now she's just like out there just having a good time, I think. And she can yeah. say what she wants because she, now she has, I think some of the respect because she was the Victor FC champ there for a while. And, um, now she's just waiting her time out to actually get another fight because she's recovering from an injury. But um, hopefully we'll see her fight again. Would you like to fight her again? For sure, but I would be better prepared, first of all. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, I, I'm always like, I'm going with the flow and I take any fight. And that wasn't the best fight to take after Leah for four, four years. But I'm like, you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm not scared to have a loss, you know, like at all. Yeah. But the el first elbow I got, I was like, I don't want to be here. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I would love to fight her again. Uh, I would like, of course, do my weight cut smarter and everything. I, I learned, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but I, that woman has respect from me. And uh, you, she know I fought my heart out. It was a fun fight, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think I gave her a fun fight too because I had my little tricks too and I, like, I did have my moments too. Right. But um, that was one, my, my biggest loss, but the biggest lesson I ever had. Yeah. For sure. And she's actually, Tonya is a great person too. Like she's an amazing woman, yeah. strong, yeah. funny. Like I, I like her like, a lot. Yeah, I like her a lot too. She's been on the show and um, 
you know, we were talking when she was on the show that uh, she was saying that, you know, I don't know why the UFC doesn't, you know, call me or call me up or whatever. They're dodging me. I don't know. Nobody likes me. <laughs> she's got that going on. And then sure enough, like after the show, she's like getting a, you know, a fight with, uh, with Chris Cyborg. And I was like, how did that happen? I mean, it was just like and one of those clues because Megan Anderson, that's you beat her. You yeah. mean Megan Anderson? I was like, what are you doing outside here and not in the UFC? And they're like playing with her back and forth. I don't even get that one. I, I'm like Because because I look like I look like I ate too many ice cream cookies and she looks like a big strong athlete. <laughs> That's the reason, I'm sure. Oh god, I don't I don't get it. I'm like, no. I um, have apps, but they're hidden under a little layer of protection. Yeah, well, it's the feminine body, you know? Like, yeah, you got, you know. So tell us a, um, a story of a time in your journey that you experienced failure and what you learned. Um, failure. I, I, I experience failure almost every day at the gym, every day. Because I always, always train with boys and they're always too strong and they always smash me around and... Um, they can do 50 pull-ups and I, can do, I cannot do even one. And I, I, I face failure every day. And every day I have to like just suck it up, go home with it and, you know, get stronger, you know. And, and then when I, when, I, when I, I don't know why I get beaten up in the gym so many times, like every day. But then when, when the cage door closes and I'm in my own fight, it all falls together, you know. So I think failing every day and being okay with failing and thinking about it and to improve is what makes me better so that's great sounds like you put your ego aside a lot yeah. i don't have the chance to get an ego with those boys <laughs> i think most women are probably thinking the same thing when they're training with the men in the gyms you know you have to train with the men there aren't enough girls yeah yeah um, who would you say has played a meaningful role in your life's journey and uh, influenced you in a positive way? Uh, my kids, for sure, because I do all this for them to show them, like, even if you're coming from a small country or even you're coming from a family without money or like a small house or anything, as long as you work hard, they can do whatever they want and they can be whoever they want. If they want to be a princess and still kick ass, that's like where I do my fighting around like they can do that they can be both they can be princess they can be fighter they can be whoever they want to be and i, I want to be an example for them so that's why i'm doing this uh second of all my brother my my big brother ben he's my coach he's my best friend he's always with me we've been to everything ups and downs um yeah he's always with me you know is he the guy in the photograph where you guys are upside down and you, you're in like a yogi pose, but you're doing a handstand? Is that No, my brother isn't that flexible. <laughs> I'll get you in trouble. <laughs> no, no. My brother, like, he's like wood. He's, he's like the explosive one. I'm the flexible one. <laughs> oh, wow. So are you a yoga practitioner? Do you practice? No, I don't like yoga. Yoga makes me nervous. I'm just flexible. <laughs> you're just flexible and, and very athletic and um, kind of like a gymnast, I'd say. If you're, if you're getting in a yogi pose and then you're doing a handstand, I'm like, 
you you got some stuff going on there. You got some gymnastic skills. <laughs> but still, I look like I ate too many ice cream cookies. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. I can't. Nobody can see you behind there. We just see your face, but I doubt it. <laughs> oh yeah, sometimes I do when I gain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you have a I know. <laughs> Who does it? <laughs> what is what has been the greatest challenge uh, when dealing with fear, and how do you overcome it? Um, yeah, well, actually in fighting, I don't feel fear. I just love it. It's a passion. Uh, but I have fear to disappoint my children sometimes mm -hmm. because I put a lot of effort and time in my sport. And sometimes I'm, I'm afraid that I lose precious time with them, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I talk with them and I'm like, yeah, guys, what do you think? I talked about with it, with them about the ultimate fight because I will be, if I get in, I will be gone for a long time. And I was like, like, are you okay with it? Like, to, don't see me for seven weeks because it's their holiday too, you know? Mm -hmm. And I first didn't want to do it. And then they were like, yeah, mom, we, we have been working for this so long and we want to like see you achieve this goal. And my daughter is training so hard to achieve her goals. And my 17 year old, like coming out of a rough situation, but like she's fighting with adults and they are all, we're all like, just do it, please. They, they, they want me to succeed, but sometimes I feel like I disappoint them a little bit mm -hmm. because I've been in this so many years and I still still didn't manage to do what I need to do. Mm. No. Yeah. Sometimes, well, sometimes that's part of the journey, you know, like uh, it, it being patient and, and then those things will line up when, when, I don't know, when the timing is right. And then you have this amazing, you know, experience possibly, you know, like a victory or something that comes in or you have the, an amazing opportunity. And yeah. hopefully the, the tough, um, hopefully the ultimate fighter show will be that for you, you know, where you can get in there, get in the house and, and get chance to perform and compete and be seen and, um, learn. and learn. Yes. And learn, you'll learn so much, but I think, um, yeah. And then your kids will be watching and <laughs> you know, it, it, it sounds like it would really be a truly amazing experience um, for you. And it sounds, it may be the time is right too. By the sound Fingers crossed. Yeah, mine too. That'd be great. Um, what are three or a few things uh, that you do that are essential for your success um, to, to leading an empowered life as a woman? As a woman? Mm. Well, I, I don't know. I don't always feel like you. <laughs> I blow my nose in my t-shirt during practice. Like I'm ready. My hair looks like, yeah, you know. Uh, I don't really think about that. Like, I, I just, I just live my life and I see myself as a child of God and I don't really think about like that I'm so different as a woman, as a man, because I, I'm doing the, the daddy and the mommy things you know mm -hmm. i pay the bills mm -hmm. uh, i work full time i train i fight so i don't see the difference being a man or a woman really oh wow that's profound for me i just think that's so profound because there's so much um you know we there's so much uh, duality in our world and and uh there is you know women are treated sometimes a different way as men are treated a different way but to have that um in yourself that you're confident in yourself to feel like you know there's no difference in me concerning that i think that's really powerful and i had it when i was a kid uh 
when I was five, my mother wanted to put me on ballet. Come on, me, ballet. Like, I can't dance. Yeah, ballet. I cannot dance. So I was crying every time. Like, I was upset. And I wanted to go wrestling with my brother because my brother was a freestyle wrestler. He's seven years older than I am. But they didn't allow girls in the gym. Like, they didn't. There were no girls. So every time I would cry, I didn't want to do that. So at, at the end, my father let me do judo. But I kept on asking to do wrestling. And after three years, the coach was like, ah, okay, do a practice. And I did the same things as the boys. And because I was already doing judo, I could throw some of the boys. And then he said, we do some competitions. I started winning. And then I was accepted in the group. So sometimes you just have, you cannot give in on the, on the, on the things that people try to push you in. They try to push you in the, in the closet, like, oh, you're just a woman. Stay there. Mm. That's easy to, oh, I'm going to sit here. I'm just a woman. I'm going to sit here. No, that's not what you can do. You, you have to push it. And when you get your opportunity, you have to grab it, fight for it, and they will accept you. But if you agree with what people say, like, oh, you're just a woman. You cannot do this or you cannot do that, then you have a problem. There are things where more, what I think, like, more uh, be better for men to do than women, for example. Mm -hmm. But if you really want something, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That is so awesome. I one of my last questions was going to be, um, but you already you already answered it. It was going to be uh, share a story when you felt inadequate or you were told no because you were a woman. And how did you handle it? You just you cried. <laughs> you know? No, I, I kept on asking. Yeah, I'm gonna wrestle. Yeah, let me wrestle. Yeah. 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 yeah, as a little girl, you just said, "Let me wrestle," but you probably had your like drove your parents crazy. You just kept asking. Oh, <laughs> parents! And even my brother's coach, I was like, "Why can I not?" Yeah, we don't allow girls. This drama. Like, I'm I'm not a big woman. Like, I, of course, I grew to a woman in the group, but like, nah, -uh. I want to wrestle. There's no way. And the thing is, like, me and my brother, when we were small, we always watched WWE. Yeah. And then I, he he would come and take me out of my bed to watch it together. <laughs> Who's you know? your favorite fighter? <laughs> Mine? Oh, I had some. Uh, I was a big uh, Ultimate Warrior fan. Yeah. JD Snake Roberts. Uh, oh Coco Beware. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. I'm thinking. Earthquake. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some. I can't think of them right now, but there was one. Um, who was it? Andre the Giant. This is like oh, yeah. revealing my age. <laughs> yeah, he, he died. I know. I know. He was like such a big, like scary. Like when I was little, I was like, he's a big, scary guy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. wow. And then there was Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Like, we loved it. Those guys, you know. All so, my, so my brother would actually like put little uh, ribbons around his arms. So he would be the ultimate warrior and I would put my little uh, blue bathing suit on so I could jump on him and be on him and be earthquake. Oh my word, that's so fun. Right? Isn't that fun? We cosplayed. Yeah. It was fun. We had the best times. I, like my brother my brother and me, we have been growing in these sports. That's all what we've been doing and, and we are so different as a person, like totally different. We have a different style, but at the end of the day we have the same goals. So that's, that's awesome so you're very close to your brother and you're 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 very family orientated that's awesome and it sounds like um you're you're building a beautiful family too yeah i'm happy with my family my grandmother also is the best that's awesome 
So um, I want to thank you for being on the show. Um, I wondered if you had any, anybody you'd like to shout out to or anything uh, where people might, um, if you had a, a website or anything that you want to say to your fans, anything in parting you might like to leave. Okay. Yeah, I want to say thank you for those fans who are with me and believe in me. And even though my striking isn't looking very beautiful and technical, they still believe in me. That's one thing. I want to thank my brother for always being there. Uh, and I want to thank uh, one of my sponsors, Love MMA, who is with me for, for years now and always believed in me and always is helping me out and is being a great friend when I just need to talk. That's nice. And of course, Misha and my management, EOA management, to uh, be part in this journey. Well, thank you. That's awesome. We wish you well. I'm, I'm really hoping to see you in um, this season of the, the, the tough show, the UFC, the ultimate fighter show, and uh, being um, a contender for a featherweight, maybe title at some point. Yeah. Would be fun to be together with Pam part of it. Pam is a very, very great person, I think. Yeah. And a great fight. It's going to be a tough fight for me. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Pam is a little bit like me. Well, we go out there, we have fun in the cage, but after that, we can have a glass of wine. We're fine. You know, there is no war next to it. It's all sports. And I like that. That's a good spirit. That, that's awesome. It's an awesome um, way to think and be. It's great sportsmanship. And I, that's what I always loved about uh, women's mixed martial arts because most of, most of the time they, they really are and they care about one another a lot and they want to see this sport um, maintain and grow and, and offer uh, greater opportunities for women. So That's it. We need good opponents. If there are no good opponents, we cannot grow. Yeah. So thank you for coming on to the show today and good luck with Tough and uh, good luck with your training. And um, I hope uh, I'll be hearing some good news that you're on the show in the next you know, week or so. Fingers crossed. Fingers are crossed. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank our guest, Cindy Battlecat Dandois for being on the show. Um, it was great to hear her experience about being on uh, the tough show for uh, this next season coming up and hopefully she'll make it onto the show and be uh, one of those featherweight contenders to help build that division. So Chris Cyborg has an opponent, you know, I think that would be great if she made it. So good luck to you, Cindy. So if you like what you heard today and eager to hear more, remember to subscribe or download on iTunes or better yet, drop us a line or an email and get updates on our up-and-coming guests. Or you can check out my blog at evolvedwmma.com. Or simply follow us at facebook.com. I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>